0: Chapter eight, and uh, I'll tell you what. Why don't you remain seated, but we'll go ahead and look through this passage of scripture, and we'll just get as far as we get here in the next uh, 12 minutes or so, and and uh, we'll pick it up next week. Lord willing, be able to finish it uh, next week, because then, pastor, you got Pastor Alex for uh, for March. So, um, so Hebrews chapter eight. If you look at verse. Well, let's look at verse number, uh, look at verse number eight. Um, He says, For finding fault with them, he saith, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a what? New. New covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. This is a direct quote of Jeremiah 31, 31. Okay? Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days saith the Lord, I will put my laws into their mind, and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from the least to the greatest. What a day that's gonna be, huh? When that new covenant comes. But then and I this to me, this is the best part right here. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. In that he saith, A new covenant he hath made, the first old. Now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. So this is obviously talking about the new covenant, which is the last of the, the uh, things we'll be talking about here. But we talked about last week, number one, we looked at the definition of a covenant. Remember what the definition of a covenant was? The definition of a covenant is basically a promise. An agreement, okay? God makes an agreement with man. But then we talked about uh, the distinctions of covenants. Remember, there was two distinctions when it came to covenants, promises that God would make. There was unconditional covenants. And that was when God said, I will do this no matter what you do. Okay? Okay. But then there was conditional covenants. Many of the covenants that we looked at in the Old Testament were conditional. God said, if you will do this, I will do this. And again, conditional, the way way to remember those covenants, the, the unconditional versus the conditional, is really simple. If you think of unconditional, it's always when God says, I will. Conditional is if. You see the word if. If you do this, I'll do this. Okay, Unconditionally, says there's no if. I'll do this. Okay, Like you think about in a, a conditional promise. Now, it's not a covenant, but it's a conditional promise. Remember, we always think of the verse on revival from 2 Chronicles 7.14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, will hear their line. Well, there's four ifs there. If my people, which call by my name, will humble themselves, if, pray, seek my face, and turn. So, so that's, you know, what we would think of as, as conditional promises, okay? So the distinctions of the covenant, unconditional and conditional. And so number three, and we'll begin to get into these covenants here. We have the divisions of God's covenants. We look at the different covenants in particularly the Old Testament, uh, but we see them fulfilled in the New Testament. So let's take a look. We'll, we'll go through uh, as many as we can here. We might might just get through this first one here. Uh, number uh, Letter A, we have the Edenic Covenant, or Eden, E-D-E-N-I-C. Okay, so let's go all the way back to Genesis chapter 1. And if you don't know where Genesis is, you probably haven't been to too many Wednesday Bible studies, but it's okay. It's the first book. It's right after that page that says Holy Bible, hopefully King James Version. Uh, Genesis chapter 1. Here we have the Edenic Covenant. Covenant of Eden. And so, let's look at these scriptures when it was, what we would say, when it was constituted. Okay? So, verse 28 through 30 of chapter 1 and then also in chapter 2, verse 15 and 17. So uh, we know in verses 26 and 27 of chapter 1 that God creates man in his own image, male and female. Amen. We still believe that, right? Male and female created he them. And uh, then he says in verse 28, And God blessed them and said unto them, Is the fruit of the tree yielding seed to you? It shall be for meat. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat. And it will sow. Now over to chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. <clears throat> it says, and God, And the Lord God took the man... And put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Okay? So what do, we, what do we see in this covenant here? First of all, we see that it is conditional. Okay? There's conditions uh, to this covenant. What were the, the conditions in particular in the verses we just read? Man was to abstain from eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and all God's people said. That was the condition that God laid out here, okay? And failure to do so would result in both spiritual, as we know, and physical, what? Death. In the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. We know what happens in chapter 3, Adam and Eve eat. Did they physically die right away? No, Adam lived to be what? 930 years old. But spiritually, that moment... They died. Okay? So uh, what are some of the contents of, of the covenant that we just looked over? Well, uh, in chapter 1, there verse 28 through 30, man is responsible to replenish the earth, to be, to be fruitful and multiply. Amen? And uh, obviously, uh, that involves childbearing. But then also, uh, to subdue the earth. He, he tells them to subdue the earth. Part of this covenant here Uh, to have dominion over all the animals. I think it's one of the most amazing things that since after the fall that uh, when God said the dread of you shall be on every beast. You know, forgive me. Even even the nastiest beast still doesn't want to have anything to do with people. It seems it usually goes in the other direction. It'll attack you if you, you know, present a threat and all that. But it's just amazing to me that sometimes it, it could be a huge uh, beast, and they're actually afraid of man. Well, God said that. Okay? Um, something else, uh, uh, he, and, I, fellas, I'm sorry about this, but it is in the Bible uh, here before the fall, vegetarian. <laughs> Every herb bearing seed. Wasn't me? Yeah, some of you are glad for the fall right now. You're about to go home and have a a steak dinner or something. Amen. Uh, What else was he to do? He was to dress and keep the garden. These are all part of the contents of the covenant that we read. Amen. And to keep it was to protect it. Obviously, um, man failed in meeting the conditions of this covenant. We know that. So what did it result in? What was the end? uh, Where did this covenant end? It ended with the expulsion from the garden. And you remember the angel with the flaming sword to keep the way of the tree of life. Now, again, if you think about that, uh, I read that, you know, each, each January, I read through that passage Brother the gym and I think, you know, the mercy of God, because one day he isn't going to remember our sins anymore, but you know, again, and, and I realize we get into the hypotheticals here. You know what would have happened if Adam and Eve had taken of the tree of life? They would have lived forever in sinfulness, in death. Now think about that, how awful that would be, amen? Uh, to, this, is, this is literally, there was an old radio program years ago uh, about a guy, it was called the Elixir Number 4. Uh, one of the spooky ones like Inner Sanctum or something like that. Guy had figured out a way to, to fu- like the, the, the uh, water of life, you know, the fountain of life. This guy had figured out how to, how to make it and so this, this guy uh, literally murdered him and took it himself and then was convicted of murder and they gave him a life sentence. And he lived forever in a jail and they had to keep building jails around him. Wouldn't that be awful when you think about it to be a sinner But one of the things I'm most looking forward to in heaven is when God wipes away all the sinful memories that I have. All the things that I've done wrong. When he says there in that new covenant, their sins will I remember no more. Glory. But here we have the Edenic covenant. It was conditional. Obviously, Adam and Eve didn't meet the conditions. And so they were expelled from the garden. I'll give you B here, and uh, you can look it up. The next one is called the Adamic Covenant. And that's A-D-A-M-I-C, the Adamic Covenant. We'll look that up. And uh, you should you have the uh, the scriptures here, so you can actually read ahead uh, for next week. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll move through these, Lord willing, uh, next week. We won't be able to spend... As much time as we did tonight on each one, uh, but again, they're, they're there for you to read and uh, uh, definitely be a blessing to look through these covenants. They're important. We're going to get into, in, Lord willing, in, in March, we're going to take about four of these and talk about them in relation to prophecy, uh, where they really fit into God's uh, master plan here. So, okay, Father, we love